My name's Kate, and I'm happy to be here. And you're listening to the podcast. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. I'm happy to be here, and you're listening to the podcast. Happy to be here. Hi guys, hello. My name's Kate. And I'm happy to be here, and you're listening to the podcast. Happy to be here. How are we doing? How are we feeling? Are we feeling okay? Feeling not so okay? Whether you're feeling okay or not okay, we will do our usual deep breath in. So we'll do a four count in, we'll hold, and then we'll do four count out. And I don't know about you guys, but I need this one today. So we'll start our breathing now. And then we'll exhale. Nice. Oh, this, that, you know, it always just fills my soul when I do that. Um, yeah, we are recording right now, middle of February, which is crazy. Got a late night recording. It's 8 p.m. You know, we're ready to go. Had two classes today and work. I'm just living it up. Um, but yeah, no, things are going well. Um, I have a lovely returning guest uh, with me here today, which is crazy. She's been on the show like four times now. We love to see it. Um, she's your favorite Scorpio, and she's happy to be here. Hi, Tia. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, Kate. Happy to be here. <laughs> it's great to see your lovely face oh my on a God, Monday night. Oh, thanks. Oh, no, wait. It's Thursday. Oh, it's Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> it's giving Monday. <laughs> you scared me for a second because I was like, wait, is it Monday? You know what's uh, funny? This whole week, I've been thinking it's been one day ahead. Like, Tuesday felt like Wednesday to me. Yesterday felt like Thursday. And now today feels like Friday. It's just been very odd. Oh, jealous. <laughs> Today's my Monday. It's oh, like, gross. Just kind of like a boring day. And I think it's the weather. Like, it's like sleeting. Not great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tia's in Chicago right now. And where I am right now in Champaign, it was just really gross and gray today. It was like, you know, when it's like mist raining. So it's yes. like, it's like, oh, should I put up my umbrella or should I just like bear through this like mist rain? That was like my mm -hmm. dilemma today. Yeah. I need to own an umbrella soon. <laughs> oh, you don't? Oh, you're No, you're I put up my fire. hood and persevere. <laughs> Why? Well, um, Tia, so tell us what's new, what's happening with you? Oh, not much lately. I guess um, happy late Valentine's Day to all the she's and they's, and that's <laughs> it. <laughs> Truly um, saw so many people's boyfriends yesterday. Yeah, oh, on Instagram. Or like, oh my god, Valentine's Day was Tuesday, not yesterday. Uh, <laughs> this week. This is how we're doing, guys. Um, but yeah, no, okay, the, I feel like the new thing is not just doing one post, but doing like multiple story posts with mm -hmm. the same fucking man doing nothing even special or dynamic in these different pictures. It's like different variations of like selfies or activities. And I'm like, cool. Thank you for your public announcement. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, good for them. And like, put some more thought into it, I guess, if you're going to post a man. <laughs> you have to at least try. <laughs> they're, so, they're so brave for that, honestly. 
know what I saw too, which was interesting. This person I know posted um, her boyfriend for Valentine's Day and like tagged him and stuff. And then he just like, instead of doing his own post, he just like reposted it to his own story and was like, love you, babe. And I was like, oh. the effort there is just like, ugh. Yeah. Doesn't love her that much. <laughs> uh, that's my pet peeve is like not being posted. Really? Yes, it hurts. <laughs> I no, don't it care does. if you don't post, like post me. Oh yeah, I agree. I think too, if like if you even if you don't use your Instagram, just fill it with me. You know, let let the people know that we're together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I also think too, it's like it can be a little depending on like the context obviously but it can be a little suspicious too if you're like fully dating someone and they're like actively not posting you i think that's kind of odd and like in the kind of age we live in you know yeah it's strange behavior yeah Yeah. Um, i never i don't know i guess i've never like thought someone was cheating because they didn't post me but could be or just like they don't like I feel like a lot of it too is just like implicit language like it's like oh are you posting me because you actually don't want like you don't want to be dating me like you don't maybe like want us together like who knows you know that's true as well that one hurts more (laughs) (laughs) I feel like too um at least in like my experiences like they're like posting you all the time and then slowly as things start to disintegrate like it just becomes less and less and less and less yes I love when you can like tell I can always tell when someone's like gonna break up by like the (laughs) caption on their last post (laughs) or like when it's just like flat and boring or like it was this guy's birthday today yeah happy birthday love you I'm like you hate him (laughs) it's over it's always such tea when someone you know like breaks up with their significant other too I love like flocking to the feed and seeing all the pictures removed the little quotes the little songs being posted I love the drama of a breakup online I do yes the sad stories (laughs) it's hard when it's like Okay, I have a friend going through a breakup. And oh, no. Yeah, she's, like, down terrible. <laughs> and oh, no. the sad stories. I mean, she broke up with the other person, so it's, like, I can't really feel bad for you. <laughs> like, stop posting this <laughs> stuff. <laughs> it's just not a good look. I've been there in the regretful post-breakup posting you know it's it's like we've all been there I just try to convince myself it's camp and Mm -hmm. honestly like I'm surprised I didn't get like a fucking wellness check from some of the shit I was posting I remember when I first like went through it and started removing it from my page and I was like oh my god like I was so fucking unwell well here we are today um so so yeah we're kind of gonna be talking about a lot of different stuff today um mostly I feel like about like transitional stuff in our 20s just things changing in our lives I'm like fully 25 now so I'm in my mid-20s like (laughs) turning 25 this year I'm like I'm not ready it's so honestly I forgot yesterday I forget what I was doing but I was like thinking in my head oh no I was today I was watching like love is blind and the one guy was 26 and I was like oh my god I'm like 24 and then I was like no 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 you're 25 years old, Kate. Yeah, mid-20s. Oh, yeah. Um, 
But yeah, in previous episodes, when I was in my early 20s, uh, we've talked about how like being in your 20s can be like a transitional period. And I think while we change a lot in that period of our life, I think stuff outside of ourselves changes a lot too, specifically like our friendships and our family relationships also change. So how can we navigate our relationships with others changing as we get older? That's a great question. And there's a lot of different ways. What I'm trying to like focus on the most right now, or like what I think is most important is trusting your intuition or like, so the physical feelings in your body you get when you're like around somebody um, and really like read into that. Um, it's kind of hard for me because I'm just like generally an anxious person. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's also makes it easier to like recognize who's like good for me because I will feel like at ease around them. I think it's hard for me too to kind of listen to my intuition because I also have anxiety. So it's hard for me to differentiate between like my intrusive thoughts that like if I sit down and interrogate, I know they're not true. And also like, like you said, like your general feeling of like, okay, like how, you know, am I vibing with this person, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then I've just like throughout relationships realized like I don't want to be uncomfortable or like I never want to be uncomfortable even for one second (laughs) so (laughs) it's like if you make me really uncomfortable like I'm just probably not going to spend as much time with you and then that's fine for like people to leave in your life no I totally agree I I brought this up on a recording I did yesterday I was watching um uh with Trixie and Katya yes (laughs) looks so good and Kati was saying she was like I am too old to do anything I don't enjoy like I don't even want to spend 10 minutes doing something I don't enjoy and I think that applies to like friendships too and stuff um I feel like I used to really just kind of keep up with a lot of acquaintances and it wasn't anything like malicious or I didn't even like them all that much or you know anything like that it just was like I just didn't feel like the compulsion to keep up with certain people anymore. Like, I just was like, you know, like it just, like you said, it's kind of like awkward and clunky sometimes. And like, like the vibe Mm -hmm. might just be off. And I'm like, I don't really need to keep up with people who I feel like lukewarm about, you know? Exactly. I'm glad you said that and like said it like that too. Cause it is kind of a compulsion. Like when you're going to like check someone random's Instagram and like, I don't know, as a Scorpio I'm like a serial <laughs> stalker like I will go to someone's Instagram then to their friends and like to their friends and just look at these random people and it's like okay wait slow down <laughs> like there's no reason for me to check up on people but I'm literally just curious you know I did I located I did that today there was this like uh, girl who went to my high school and like she posted this other girl who used to be like super popular and I was mm. like what is she up to? I haven't thought about her in years. And then I just was scrolling through and she's like this social media manager of like Twisted Tea. And oh, I was wow. like, I know what's so interesting. I was just like reading up about that. Um, but yeah, I agree. It's like in reality, like do we really need to be spending so much time, you know, consumed by other people's lives, you know? Yeah, no, the answer is no, unless... <laughs> your very close friends and then 
even then, like, I swear, um, like, I talk to my close friends maybe once a week, sometimes, like, a few times a month. Yeah. And, you know, it's fine because there's that underlying feeling. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I think, too, like, um, we were going to get into this later, but we can talk about it now, too. Um, like, the communication just kind of slows down as you get older, and, like, that's totally okay and healthy. Like, there are some friends who I talk to, say, a few times a week. Like, Davida is someone I talk to pretty regularly, or, like, my friend Allie, who lives here. Obviously, my roommate, I talk to her, like, every single day. But then there are people, like, who I go, like you said, like, maybe, like, a few times a month. Or sometimes mm -hmm. even, like, I have, like, good friends of mine, like, my friend Ivana, and, like, I... I <laughs> I checked in on her like three times in the span of like three months and she finally got back to me and I'm like hey girl like so glad you're alive um so it's like those kinds of friendships too like I feel like I don't feel like the compulsion to like keep up with people all the time you know mm -hmm. exactly and like it's just okay to accept that friendships change and so the communication is gonna change too and mm -hmm that's okay. Just like engage in whatever you're comfortable with without making your friend feel bad. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't do well with like making someone feel guilty about like not talking to you or something. Like, I just feel like I would not be able to like handle it at all. Like I'd be like, bye, you know, like if they were trying to make you feel bad for not like checking in oh, with them all the no. time or something, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, okay, queen, like let's reel it back. Yeah, like, I just assume that all my friends are doing fine, and, you know, yeah. if they want to come to me with a problem, like, I will be there. <laughs> but if you don't tell me about it, I got nothing, and, like, I'm not gonna feel bad. Yeah, I feel like that's a lot of stuff I worked through last year when I had my friendship breakups. It's mm -hmm. like, well, I can't, like, solve a problem if you don't tell me there's a problem. And then when it when you blow up at me and, like, end our friendship abruptly, then I really can't fix the problem. Right. Um, yeah, and I, and I feel like, too, that adjustment can be harder for some people and easier for others after college. I know, like, it was really weird going from seeing, like, all my friends all the time every day to, like literally there's like some friends from college who I don't even talk to at all anymore and I wish them well I still call them friends in a term of like someone I knew but I don't actively talk to them now if that makes sense yeah yeah that makes sense or like someone you were friends with yeah and like not on bad terms yeah what about yeah. you did you how, how was that transition for you going from seeing your friends all the time to like not really um in as far as college it was fine because you know like I had my college friend group and my roommates and stuff and then I moved back only like an hour and a half away so mm. um, I would visit sometimes but now at this point like people are really like making moves in life <laughs> and like literally moving far away <laughs> like myself um, yeah. yeah so I'm in Chicago, most of my friends are in Des Moines or Iowa City, I would say. So it's been a little difficult, like being out here and trying to stay connected. Yeah. Um, I would say Snapchat group chats are my favorite for that, just because, you know, you get to interact with everyone in the group, see what they're up to. <laughs> um, 
yeah, without like sending fun. paragraphs. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the hardest part about having long distance friends is because mm-hmm. I don't really use Snapchat all that much, but I use like texting a lot. And I feel like I used to call people a lot last year when I was in grad school. And now I think with all the things I have going on and my class schedule this year, I just don't really have like time to talk on the phone as much. So I'll just text people, but it's it's hard when like you're going through your busy day and you just see like a giant paragraph, nothing bad, just like updates. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, I have to literally sit down and read this and I, I, <laughs> I, I can't do it. Yeah. So, I, so I wait, but... But yeah, I agree. A lot of my friends too live literally all over now, like Nashville, Madison, Wisconsin, Ohio. I have obviously friends who still live at home, but like mm-hmm. most, some in Chicago, it's literally like all these different places now. And I remember when my friend Claire moved to Madison, she was like, you know, we really have to make an effort now if we want to stay friends, like all of us, like we really have to like keep in touch. And we were all like, oh yeah, like of course. And we all still do. But I mean, it was it was really like true at the time. I was like, damn, like you're right. Like if I just stopped talking to her, like we just wouldn't be friends, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely like a few people I have like that from like older friend groups. And you know, it's fine. We just like aged out of each other's lives, I guess. Yeah. And like I've never had hard feelings about that or anything. Um and I don't know, I feel like weird sometimes because I'm like very comfortable with like being alone, I guess. <laughs> or I think I've become a lot more comfortable mm-hmm. being out here in Chicago. And just like, I remember saying before I moved out here, like, I just want to like isolate and like figure myself out. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it's going okay, but we'll see. I think maybe the key to figuring yourself out is not exactly isolation. Like maybe it's time to go to, into the more social stage. <laughs> it's so hard. I was just talking to my therapist about that. I feel like I kind of isolate when I'm going through a hard time because mm-hmm. I just don't, I feel like now, like I feel like I used to reach out to people and like talk about it, but now I just feel weird doing that for other reasons but I think it's it's like so easy for me to like isolate and to not talk to anyone like truly and I agree that's not always the best because you're like provide you're you know literally making a barrier between you and like other people to protect yourself but is it really like protecting yourself in the long run you know yeah no (laughs) I don't think so (laughs) maybe yes I don't know. That's the thing. Like everything I'm doing right now, it's like, how do I know if it's the right thing? Like I'm just trying different stuff. It's so hard being 24. (laughs) I literally, I feel that so astronomically to my core. I had literally a little meltdown yesterday (laughs) because I was like, I don't know like the right thing. And I feel like I hear different things all the time, like from friends and the internet and like my therapist. And it's so hard to just like, you know like heal and like move forward because like you said you don't know like what the right path is sometimes yeah yeah it's hard and also the the like spiritual advisor I went to a few months ago she told me a bunch of stuff so now I'm like overthinking that (laughs) (laughs) it's like 
do I need to move to California? Am I going to meet my soulmate in the next <laughs> six months? Like, fuck. <laughs> I don't know if I could say that, but <laughs> too um, much. Literally, I was, have you seen Eat, Pray, Love? No, I need to. You should watch it. It's like good. It's super cringy, but like um, she goes to a spiritual advisor in um, Bali and this guy tells her like, you're going to have two marriages, one happy, one not happy. And she's like, am I in the happy one? And he's like, I don't know. And then he's like, you're going to come back in six months and study with me in Bali. So literally that's what happens. She goes home, she gets divorced and she, she goes through like all the traveling stuff. And then she comes back to Bali and she like sees him and at first he doesn't recognize her and you can just see like the literal thing that she's been like working like towards and like literally that whole like prediction is what she's been like building towards just like mm-hmm. her crisis and then he remembers her so it's fine I, I, yeah I literally it was like oh is this like a scam movie like is this like oh you shouldn't but but no he does <laughs> and then it's and then it ends happy for her because it's Julia Roberts and of course things end happy for her but yeah. You should watch that because, like what you said, it reminded me of that. What you could go to California and meet him or her or whoever. That's so true. If I could afford to go to California. <laughs> yeah, it's so dire out here. Like, I'm applying for jobs. And I'm like, everywhere to live is just like so expensive. I yeah. don't know where to go. You know. It hurts. I'm thinking about. Denver because my other like my best friend from Des Moines is wanting to move to Denver this year too and I have a couple other friends out there but it's like even that's expensive and then I would have to get a car as well because I don't have a car here in Chicago that's like major expensive yeah that's what I'm struggling with too I'm like do I want to live in the city and not get a car for a few more years or do I want to like if I get a car then it's like okay I only have limited places I can live and it's going to be expensive for parking so I'm leaning towards like not having a car but also having a car is like good to some degree so yeah it's good for like the weekend like I want to go out of town and stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> in yeah. the country or something <laughs> escape the, the city <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> immaculate vibes um, in the country so kind of speaking of like changing things uh what about like family stuff I feel like it's always so weird going from like you know living at home my parents kind of treated me definitely like I was you know their child and now as I'm getting older it's more of like it's morphed into like a different like more trusting relationship oh yeah um I don't know it's been interesting the dynamic has definitely changed um so now all my siblings I'm the oldest of four and the younger ones were pretty close so my youngest brother has just graduated high school this last year oh wow yeah and he went into the army and my other brother moved to Idaho and my sister's still in town she's like with my parents but it's just weird like we all spread out really fast and having like me being away at school before that mm-hmm. it's like I just kind of took all that time with them for granted like Aww. yeah and it's hard now like we used to go on like fun trips together as a family and now it's like we're all doing different things at different times so it's like oh I'll never be a kid again with my little siblings 
It's like, oh, that's very like, I mean, so true, so disheartening. It's so, like, cause that's the wild thing about aging is you only go in one direction. You literally like the moments you have right now, you will truly never get them back again. And that is now for the podcast, happy to be here, but it's so (laughs) true and so relevant. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's, I was, I I feel like I've been uh, thinking about that a lot too, what you just said, because my roommate, Hannah, she also has three siblings and she was showing me pictures of all of them when they were little like babies and stuff. And you know, you can tell that she like really like misses them and like enjoyed like the time she had with them. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think it's it's weird watching family like spread out. Do you guys like get together for holidays and stuff or is that kind of even up in the air? Oh, no. Yeah, I went back for Thanksgiving and Christmas this year. But now that there's like no holidays and I don't have a car, like I don't know when I'll go back home. I feel like if I had a car, I would make the trip a little more often. It's only like five hours, but yeah, you know, it's hard. Yeah, I agree. It's, I don't know. I feel like it's just like a confusing time in general. Um, And I think for me, change has also always just been difficult. Um, And in your 20s, change is almost, I feel like, a constant state. So how can we cope with change? Like, does change, I know we've kind of briefly talked about this, does change come easy for you or is it something that you kind of struggle with? Um, Overall, like big picture, I kind of struggle with it. So the hard part about change for me is seeing the big picture or like and where I'm changing. Like I know that I'm changing constantly in this phase like right now, Mm -hmm. but it's like, who am I changing into? And like, what's the like final result of the change? It's hard to see like day to day. Yeah. Yeah like kind of like internal change like like you just said like who you're becoming like it's hard to see like what you'll look like at like 26 yeah yeah I'm speaking of like very like personal change or I guess I'm like just now trying to get like a grip on my mental health and so like that's interesting (laughs) it's like okay Sorry. So this is part of the change I'm going through, I guess. I'm on week one of an SNRI, which Ooh. is crazy. It, it's like Prestique or something. Oh, so, what is that? Um, an SNRI, it's like an SSRI, so an antidepressant, but it doesn't just affect serotonin. It affects norepinephrine, <laughs> another oh. hormone. So Ooh. the serotonin is like the make happy I guess or like make not mm-hmm. depressed hopefully <laughs> and then the norepinephrine will is like supposed to give me like a get up and go type deal or like motivation I would oh, say like kind of like an ADHD thing sort yeah mm. yeah I was trying to like tell my psychiatrist I was like I think this could be ADHD mm. and she like kind of listened to me definitely more than my last one but she's like I'll give you this yeah well, that's, I mean, I mean, that's good that you're on a new medication. I think it's, it's, it's hard. I think transitioning between medications, my, one of my best friends, Mackenzie, she just got on meds and she literally made a playlist and she just said to me, no context. She was, it was called like the meds aren't working. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. 
um she's she's funny like that but um but yeah no i i agree i think it's hard to especially with medication to be like okay like if i take this like how am i gonna feel in like two years you know exactly yeah it's hard to like as far as like that in progress like it's hard to see the progress every day like I recognize I feel a little different just because the like week one side effects are kind of crazy <laughs> but <laughs> it's no not in a bad way it's honestly right now it's like like the come up of like acid or something like it's like speedy feeling and very happy like oh good yeah yeah definitely not depressed but also I still can't focus like even more now it's like I feel so fast <laughs> But that's supposed to wear off. It's supposed to wear off. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, yeah. I feel that that sounds interesting. I feel like that's uh, how I've been feeling lately. I, like sometimes I feel so tired and I want to sink into my whole body, and then sometimes mm -hmm. I'm like literally like just radiating with energy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I agree about the progress thing. I think it's it's just like it's really hard. I just had a really intense therapy session on Tuesday. And I was like, oh my God, it's like, you think you're getting somewhere and then you're, and then it's, it's like, am I progressing? Like, is it happening? Because it's just confusing time mm -hmm. really, with mental health. So confusing. I'm trying to get a grip on it now. <laughs> like, Good. Rain it in early, but we'll see. Uh, yeah. I think too, like, even though it's hard to tell like if progress is happening truly i do think if looking like back on how i used to be i think is a good way for me to see like how far i've come and like how i'm continuing to go because like even just me like a year ago i used to cry after every single therapy session every single therapy session and then cry for maybe 20 minutes 30 minutes after now I cry maybe at the beginning and end of therapy and then I'm feeling okay. And then I go out about my day and like, that's progress to me. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Progress is just all those little things that yeah. you do like a little better each time. Yeah. Not that it's like better to not cry, but cry as much <laughs> well, as you need. <laughs> well, you know, for me, it's like, do we need to cry this much? No. <laughs> But it happens. Um, so what are those little things like for you that you uh, kind of notice with progress? Um, anything like day to day. So like if I, you know, only hit snooze once instead of like twice, that is progress. Or, you know, like if I go eat a snack when I'm hungry, that is progress. <laughs> like it's just anything like that and you have to be like really mindful about building up those little habits because that's what's gonna like make you grow like yeah. make you as a person <laughs> you know I agree I agree I think um I've been trying to do that too like even it's it's gonna sound silly talking about like mental health and stuff and then switching to this really quickly but it I promise it relates <laughs> I feel like I don't really read for fun during the school year anymore. And I was talking to my roommate about it because she reads like fucking crazy. She read 10 books this week. What? And I know Hannah's amazing. Literally, like people should study her. She's so cool. <laughs> and um, I was telling her, I was like, you know, I want to do that. Like, I want to like read for fun more, but it's just like hard for me to like get it started. And she was like, you know, 
I even say like, I'll just read 50 pages and just getting through 50 pages is like enough. And I think in my head, I used to think like, oh, I have to read like 100, 200 pages a night, but really mm -hmm. no, like you can take those little steps. And so I've been doing, I read for like an hour, hour and a half at night now, instead of going on TikTok. And it's been really nice. And honestly, it's hard to get started into like a new habit or a new tool from therapy or whatnot. But just doing the little stuff and making the little steps first, I think those are really helpful. That's right. Even if you read like five pages in a night, like that is a step. Yeah, literally, literally too. And like, I think it can be overwhelming to start something too. So just breaking it up, I feel like is just better to do. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you. I really like the routine I have. So it's hard for me to incorporate something new into a routine. Like I started working out again. And that's been it's been fun. But I'm like, Oh, my God, I have to wake up early. Like I have to wake up early tomorrow and go to the gym. But I need to Oh, my it. gosh, you're an early worker outer. Yeah, I know. It's because I, I work and then I have class. But I don't know. Also, too, like champagne can be so scary sometimes. And like I get nervous walking by myself. Oh, my God. I bet like in the morning darkness. Yeah. Scary. Yeah. When I'm opening at Starbucks, I'm checking behind my back like all the time. <laughs> People are following me. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's good. You know, and I feel like, too, we've been kind of saying similar stuff, you know, take those small steps. So kind of switching gears here and talking of progress in a similar way, you've been single for like a year now, you were telling me the other day and congrats. I mean, truly, Thank honestly, you. I don't mean that in like a facetious way either. Like truly, I think that's great. Um, and I've been really enjoyed being single since like 2021. I mean, obviously there's difficult times to it, but how are you feeling overall? It's been a great year for me, honestly. Like, this is the first time I've been single for, or the longest time I've been single for, like, since I was 16 or 15. Like, I always have had a boyfriend up until a year ago. And, oh, it's amazing. I'm, like, I'm definitely having to do a lot of work to, like, get to know myself because I'm realizing, like, just how lost I was in past relationships mm -hmm. not like lost directionally but like I just <clears throat> lost myself in the relationship and so now it's like who am I <laughs> it's scary to be with ourselves sometimes and being like wow there's like no one else around it's just me mm -hmm. yeah. yeah um that's no that's great though I I agree too. Like, and I, I don't, I didn't really like float from a relationship to relationship, but I still, you know, have gotten lost in past relationships. My first one ever, that one completely lost myself. Like, and it wasn't like I was even like super depressed or devastated after the fact. I just like didn't have any sense of self whatsoever i didn't even really it's, it's a little sad but i i didn't even like know what was funny because i just used to ask him all the time ah. I, I know it's not sad um and so it was like little stuff like that and i hadn't dated at all so it was it was interesting and now like i know ne i'll never get back to that point but i mean truly i think 
it's hard, you know, sometimes to, you know, be alone with ourselves and kind of fight through loneliness. But ultimately, I do really enjoy being alone. Mm-hmm. Me too. It's been like a lot of fun. I would say freeing, like I can just do whatever I want every day. I don't have a man like whining in my ear <laughs> or telling me what I shouldn't wear. <laughs> oh my God. No kidding. It was such treacherous times. Yeah. Treacherous is definitely the word. Yeah. And it's like, I can't believe like looking back, it's like, why did I deal with any of this? Like I would not deal with that. I know. Isn't it crazy? Like just thinking about how standards change, like, and too, it's not like someone sits you down and like teaches all this shit. Like a lot of it too, I learned from movies and like my other friends. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, like, it's okay if like he does something shitty and then gets me flowers and like chocolate or tacos in my real example. I was like, I'm just supposed to forgive him. Like, no, you don't always have to just forgive people, especially for doing something really shitty. Like you can, you know, I just feel like no one teaches you stuff like that. I just was like, oh, I'm just supposed to forgive him now. You know, I didn't even think about how I felt about it, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like I used to like look at it or like how can I be like what this person needs like how can I be better for them instead of like I mean how can they be better for me or like how can I even be better for me yeah that's a really good point I think even with my ex-girlfriend like I just wanted to be like there for her and Mm -hmm. I didn't think like you said how like if she was even really being there for me, you know? And I think it's, it's really easy to get wrapped up in stuff like that. And too, I think like the culture we're in really prioritizes people in relationships. Like, um, like, oh my God, I was watching Love is Blind today. And I truly, (laughs) uh, like the third one. Okay. Yeah. I just, oh God, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through it. Like, I just can't, like I, this one guy was like, literally everything's better with your partner like go and get drinks like I'd rather do with my partner than my friends and like he was like yeah that just other 50% of you and I was just like hello like like um you know not trying to actively judge anyone else just like for me in my life I do like doing stuff alone and I feel like I'm just a hundred percent already like I don't need I don't have like a missing half like a relationship would benefit my life like I don't want it to like complete me you know exactly yeah yeah I do love being in a good relationship but yeah don't need to right now I think it's important that I don't right now since apparently I'm meeting my soulmates (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's here you are on a time clock here you know I know gotta hold Um, out (laughs) yeah so what have you enjoyed most about being single um I guess right now, like, the possibilities that are open for me, you know, like, I'm not being, like, held down by anyone, not held down, but yeah, held down, I've been held down in the past, (laughs) but, you know, like, I could meet anyone, I could, like, go on a date with them, feel it out, and, you know, if it doesn't work out, like, I can find another person, it's just, like, fun, like, being single and dating is fun. And it's really entertaining. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 
it's always so interesting meeting people, especially mm-hmm. if like, um, like for me, I, I know you don't like dating apps, but I use dating apps and it's so always so interesting talking to someone and then meeting them. And like, sometimes the chemistry is not there, even though it was there online. And two, some people just say really weird shit. And I'm like, bruh, like, I don't know if this is going to be a date number two for you, miss. It's so true. I don't know. I have like a problem with that too. But I guess I always, like, sleep with someone on the first date <laughs> just because I want to. Like, every time, again, it's not bad, but it's, like, that doesn't leave much room for, like, then it's, like, is that all I am to them since I did that the first time? Oh, well, if they think that, they're shitty. That's true. I've yeah, done that. Probably I've done that so many times, so... <laughs> I have no room to talk, but, but I agree though. Sometimes I think I have like a little like complex that I get upset about where I think like, oh, these girls are just using me for their little experiments and then they're done with me and that doesn't make me feel good. But, um, but honestly, I gotta get it somehow, you know, and as long as you're being, as long as you guys are being safe and, you know, doing what you actually want to do. You know, go sleep on that first date. Who cares? So true. Thank you. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, I'm a big advocate (laughs) for that. Well, Tia, it has been a delight having you on the show truly every time. Thank you. I love coming on here, talking my shit. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I love it too, you know? And yeah, I mean, I was just talking to you about this today. It's so like, Crazy, the first time I met you was literally on my podcast. Yeah, right? Oh, that was so fun. (laughs) That was, oh, that was so fun. The tea that was spilled. (laughs) Honestly, it was so slay of us. Mm -hmm. What a way to meet. I know. Um, So Tia, of course, the famous question, why are you happy to be here? Whether that's in life right now in this moment, it's really up to you. Oh my gosh. I did not know you were going to ask me that. (laughs) (laughs) just kidding (laughs) um I'm happy to be here because I'm 24 years young (laughs) um I have a world of possibility ahead of me I have a lot of friends who I love and you know I'm working on becoming myself and I'm happy to see who that person turns out to be (laughs) that's lovely all right guys well thank you again Tia and yeah that's all I got for you guys All right, this is me signing off. Bye.